the Portland Pilots are the 2016 West Coast Conference champions. Pod. I'm Adam Lindman, and I'm joined by University of Portland men's head soccer coach Nick Carlinvoy. Nick, thanks for taking the time to chat with us today. Thank you for having me. Great to see you virtually, and um, glad to be back in the office. I was going to say, it's been a while. What have you been doing? What have you been up to? Well, you know, there's been a lot going on. Um, many different things uh, are happening, um, all socially distanced, but uh, not a slow time in this world. We're still busy. Uh, with our guys every day now having them back on campus has been wonderful training them but it kind of started back in March when uh, things shut down and we wanted to find ways to stay connected and, and keep growing our culture and keeping the players excited and engaged about the future whatever that may be and so we put together a curriculum in May and kind of called it the May project where Every day had a different theme. Monday, we were reading a book. Uh, Tuesday, we had some competitive greatness challenges just around non-soccer things like trivia. Wednesday, we, we invited alumni back. So we got to hear from Casey Keller, Luis Robles, and some of our most recent alumni, Ray Ortiz and Benji Michelle, Colby Tra, Dirk, Keenan, Paul. A bunch of guys came back, Matt Coffey. And so that was great uh, hearing their stories. And Friday, was we kind of, you know, it was fun day, fun Friday, and you know, come with different outfits, uh, different Zoom backgrounds, different stadiums. One was a Portlandia Friday. That was really fun just to have a laugh and, and, and stay connected because everyone says socially distanced. And I think a better term is, is to be physically distanced. So um, then getting the guys back in, in, in phase two of summer and then going through the different phases of return to play. Uh, it's been a lot. There's been a lot going on and a, a lot of moving parts, but uh, we got off the, the training ground today and, and really excited uh, to work with the players that are still on campus. That's great. So early August, you guys actually did begin officially training. I'm sure excitement was high and fall kind of came to a screeching halt there. What was that like to go through? I think I tried to be really real with the players and, and tell them, kind of what I thought was going on, even though I wasn't the one making decisions here. But um, I think in some ways we all felt it was inevitable with what was going on in the West Coast. And I support the decision. It, it was safe for the players. And um, they all want to play, but we want to do it in a safe way. And so I, we literally kept them updated. And what we know about COVID is as soon as you tell them information, it changes the next day. And so uh, it's very challenging right now for the guys um, because there's a lot of different things thrown their way. Uh, some conferences are playing, others aren't, uh, it, it, really based on the region that we're in. But we were one of the first WCC schools to open up and, and get our players back on campus. And I'm really grateful to support the administration uh, provided in, in, in getting the players fed, getting them kind of reacclimated to strength and conditioning, and just getting them uh, back here in, in Portland. And so now you're facing the prospect of a spring season. Um, we don't know exactly the specifics or what that looks like just yet. But how does that change your approach, both as a coaching staff and as a team? Well, this is something none of us have ever been through before. And so it was really important that we had a couple themes. And, and one of them was hope, right? That we just have optimism for the future. Um, there's gray skies sometimes, but we, we think that they're going to open up and become blue and we're going to get to play again. And so 
uh, this sense of togetherness is really important in our teams and that we're supporting each other both on the field and off the field. Players are going through different things uh, with their family, not be able to see their families, certain family members being in really high risk areas in Florida and Texas and also abroad internationally. And so um, I think just the mental health, uh, supporting our players, but when you talk to them, you know, they all are really excited uh, just to have some sense of, of normalcy back to get to play again, to kick a ball. Um, but really this bond and, and brotherhood that we're trying to form here and create and, and, and the history of, of the program and, and, and tapping into that, but then also understanding that these guys need to create their own legacy and their own history. And so they have big goals. Nothing changes in terms of our objectives and, and what we want to accomplish. And um, we've been off a long time. So we, we have work to do. We have to get uh, reconditioned. We have to get used to the timing and the rhythm uh, that, that our style of play dictates and demands. And so there's a lot of challenges ahead and, and, and there's, there's no one here that's uh, a, a lack of creativity or there's no time for being bored. And so you did graduate some uh, key players last year. You return a lot of talent mm -hmm. while you add another uh, national recruiting class. What are kind of the expectations this season, whenever that may be? Yeah, I mean, I think the expectations for me are always the same. We, we don't talk about rebuilding or reloading. We talk about every year chasing championships, and that's not necessarily in the, um, you know, the trophy form. Of course, we want to hold trophies at the end of the year, but having a championship culture, creating an environment where all the guys are playing for a cause greater than themselves, right, where there's this connection and, and this soul that is Portland soccer where – we just can't wait to be back on Merlot and have the lights flip back on again and have uh, the, the fans back and, and, and us just competing for championships. And so um, I think the sign of a healthy program is that you're always going to lose really good players. Um, and, and we're really proud of the guys that we've sent to the pros in the last two years. I think since 2018, we've had four players sign a first team MLS contract and, and three of those have made debuts. One of them is Ray Ortiz, who, who signed with Cincinnati, and he just had the goal of the month in, in, in uh, Charlotte. So that was great. And then also some of our, our, our older guys, you know, uh, Luis Robles is captain of David Beckham's team. Uh, Warner now is signed again in Colorado. And then we have guys like uh, Esteban Calvo, who are, who are starting their pro career in the USL. And so the pathway to the pros has never been stronger here. And uh, it creates a legacy and expectations for the younger guys coming through the program. Really excited about the new class of guys. Everyone is not here yet. Some people have decided to gap semester and stay in their home markets. Uh, I think it was a really smart move with the NCAA allowing outside competition. So some players are back playing uh, semi-pro and, and keeping their eligibility while still enrolled in classes. So that part is good. Um, everyone is, you know, it's a very different feel in a sense of usually the fall is all about the team. And and, and this fall, some guys individually have different options where they have to take advantage of it. You know, Kevin Bonilla is back with FC Dallas, and he's able to, with the NCAA rules, play in the USL and, and hopefully get 10 to 12 games as he's on his quest to make the U20 World Cup. He's one of our most highly touted freshmen. And another player like Brandon Cambridge, who from Vancouver Whitecaps, has joined our program and is here in residency full-time with us. And just a player that's getting better every single day in training. Uh, then you combine that with the returning guys and – and the expectations for this group are very high. And let's talk a little bit more about your alums. Uh, as a, purely a soccer fan, it's been incredible to watch these guys go on and perform at the highest level. What does that say about your program that you've been able to produce these pilot pros? 
Well, there's a great history here that's obviously started by Clive and Bill, and, and we wanted to continue to add to that legacy. There's a lot of jerseys on the wall when we got here, and we, we needed to put some new names in, in framed jerseys, and, and credit to the players. Uh, Chris Reeves was our first guy to make the MLS. Him and Paul both made debuts in their rookie season, Chris for FC Dallas and Paul for Atlanta. So those were great captains, just great role models for, for the guys below them. And then most recently to have Benji Michelle have the year that he had uh, that helped us become sixth in the country in 2018. And then for him to find his feet in, in the pros in 2019, then there's a coaching change and, you know, he finds himself going through some tough times and he's not playing as much as he was used to as a rookie. Uh, there was another, you know, rookie forward who was getting some, some limelight. And I just told him like, every time you're not starting, you know, you're literally six feet from the games and had a world-class goal outside the 18 and, He's really found his form and he's had to earn the trust of his new coach and Orlando's one of the most exciting teams to watch in the MLS. And again, I think it just proves that, that Portland is a place that you can come and grow as a person uh, that fits the, the values of our institution, but you can also become a professional player here. And um, we're very, very proud of the fact that the, the success that these guys have after they leave here. And I think it shows that if you come, if you put your head down, if, if you buy in and you work hard, good things can happen around the corner. And then, you know, Ray's story is fantastic. Both Ray and Benji this year started on the bench. Um, a little bit of, ah, why am I, you know, not used to that, right? So now they're, they're, they're starting at the bottom of the totem pole and they have to work their way up. And, and, and Ray didn't start his first few games. And now he's earned the trust of his coach in Charlotte in the USL and just had goal of the month. And he's now starting every game. And uh, that's kind of the process. And it's no different than the guys coming here as first year players. They have to earn the trust of their teammates and their coaches, and they literally have to earn it. And so great examples for, and, and our guys, like sometimes I, I watch most of the games. I think, you know, last week there was 24 games on one night of 12 USL games, 12 MLS games. And I can only get four games going at the same time. I'm watching some of our recruits. I'm watching some of our alums. I'm watching USL, MLS. So there was, you know, five months with no sports, and now there's 40 games on the same day. So it's been an exciting uh, last few weeks, and especially this past week for, for pilots and the pros with Benji and Ray's goals, fantastic goals, world-class goals, both outside the 18. Uh, I always joke with the players, or not joke, but most goals are scored inside the 18, and, you know, they always try sometimes these tricks, and uh, our expected goals from outside the 18 are pretty low. And then Benji and Ray score these world league goals and the players kind of wink at me and say, coach, it's possible. So it's, it's good for those guys to have a lot of success on the national stage. It's also good to see Benji uh, take his signature celebration to uh, MLS after so many years of watching him do it at Merle. It's, it's been fun to watch. Let's go back to your current team. Uh, you mentioned some of your newcomers. Who are some of the returners that you'll be looking for to make an impact this year? I mean, I think the Lens Pierre is ready to have uh, a breakout season. The Lens comes from Real Salt Lake, um, played USL games before he came, was on the, the all-rookie team last year. Uh, again, didn't start his first game in college and played his second, and we, we didn't take him out of the lineup ever since then. So the Lens is a guy left-footed, 6'2", um, has a ton of upside. I think he the sky is the limit for the Lens. Uh, ben Ortiz has been having a fantastic a fall so fall he's come back he's in good form he's scoring goals in practice we're really really excited about him and then I think I'm looking for other guys to have bigger roles you know RJ Stretch is someone who now is going into his junior year who was part of that 2018 team that was top 10 in the country you know was on the field when we beat UCLA in the playoffs was on the field when we beat Washington Oregon State and and RJ is a guy who's very versatile can play many many different positions and so looking for him to 
have an expanded role. Kawasaurus now goes into a senior year and is coming off um, a really, really productive COVID six months where he came back and he's in the best shape of his life. Uh, he's quickly established himself as a leader in the team. He's a guy that's always been incredibly talented, incredible feel for the game, really soft feet. And he was playing behind some really talented players like Gio Magana, who's now a pro. And um, I told Kala the other day, it's your chance now. It's your chance to, to write the last chapter of, of your story. Uh, our transfer, Miguel Uste, um, who I think was one of the best players coming out of the Ivy League last year on the Yale championship team, having him in training for a month and to see his fitness levels were fantastic. And then Luke Hendel, um, I'm really excited about Luke's senior year. He's grown so much since he's been here. He kind of played a part-time role and each year it's expanded. Last year, he's one of our most consistent attacking players and he's fit, he's strong, he's 6'2", he has soft feet, he can play four or five different positions. I'm really looking forward to watching him play this year, being part of his last year. He's grown so much mentally off the field, um, a guy that just diet and habits are, are really impeccable. So uh, we're looking forward to, to watching those guys continue to grow. And then the great thing about sport is there's always some surprises. There's some guys where maybe you think they're a year or two away and, and they surprise you. And so we're going to have a really deep team. We're going to have a very competitive team. There's going to be a, a lot of competition for playing time, which will make my job difficult, but that's what you want. So, of course, French collegiate soccer fan is going to have a question for you. As you know, he's a huge supporter and fan of Portland soccer, rooting, cheering us on from over there in France. So his question, well, first is a statement, and then he has a question. Starts off by saying that he's really happy you're the head coach of the Pilots, and since you've been in Portland, you've put the program back on the map. You bring in some of the nation's best recruiting classes each year. You won the WCC, you've been to the NCAA tournament twice, and you helped him fall in love with Portland soccer. The question is, after four years on the bluff, what are your next goals for this program? I think the, the hardest thing to do in sports is, is to win after you've won. And so we, we've had four straight winning seasons. We're really proud of that fact. We're proud of hosting our first championship since 2002. But that's in the past, you know, and we want to we have another championship. But I'm also really committed to playing a certain way uh, that produces pros, that is possession based, you know, I think college sometimes is, is under attack for style of play and uh, the way the game looks sometimes. So I want to, we want to do two things, you know, we want to win, but winning is also a byproduct of trying to dominate possession, trying to carry the game, trying to play high up the field, taking risks and going for it every game. When our fans buy a ticket to watch us play, we want them to leave excited. They, we, we're in the business of entertainment. And so when we talk about the Benjis and the Rays, before that was Eddie Sanchez. And it was, you know, there's always been a long list of, of good players here. And so um, the question when we lost Eddie is how are we going to replace Eddie? How are we going to replace Chris? How are we going to replace Benji? How are we going to replace Ray? And those, those are difficult questions, right? Those, those are real challenges. But I think that's also opportunity for other guys to step up and, and make their own mark on the program. And, and you kind of see that evolution. And so the goals of the program are always really simple is to play really good soccer, um, to have a, a style of play where people want to watch and, and, and they want to be attracted to our team, both on and off the field. And also that we mirror the community, that there's a real connection with our guys in the community that, you know, they, they, they're politically aware, they have a conscious of what's going on in the world. Uh, they're involved in the community. They're involved in young people's lives. They're making a difference. They're real student athletes. They're not perfect. Uh, they're going to make mistakes. Uh, they're, they're young men. 
but they always have this great understanding that the, the program is, is bigger than all of us. And then that when they represent Portland and Portland's across the front of their chest, they're going to do everything they can. They're going to fight for every blade of grass on that field to come out on top. And, and we've been able to continue to have Merlot as a fortress. I think our, our home record at home in the last four years is phenomenal. I don't know the exact record, but you know, we hear this idea of Big Ten and ACC and Pac-12. And I think I told our guys the other day, we've beaten those schools seven times in four years. And so our, our motto is we can beat and play anyone, anywhere, anytime and, and have no fear and go for it. And some days we'll come out on top, but other days it might not be our day, but we're never going to back down from anyone. I like it. Final question, and I think I know the answer. Out of all the things that have been canceled and postponed because of COVID, what do you miss the most? Well, I, Labor Day, I think the first time in 33 years, there was, there was no <laughs> game for me as a player or a coach. And so I kind of kept thinking like, when's kickoff? Right. You know, hearing the drums in the locker room, feeling the dew on the grass, uh, that feel of the crisp fall air, the popcorn popping, the announcers, you know, saying a pilot goal and, and the celebration after the game. But the, those are why you do all this. Um, those moments of togetherness and unity and feeling like you're, you're bigger than, you know, something just as an individual. And so you miss those, those times. Um, but we know that's around the corner. This is temporary. And we keep reminding the players, we are going to play again. There's a game around the corner. We have to continue to get fitter and stronger. Um, but it's, it's those, those special home nights on Merlot where, it's perfect fall weather, it's 75 degrees, there's a packed house, there's 4,000 fans, they're jumping up and down and, and the game is tight and we find a way to come out on top. And so, um, and then seeing the players stepping back and just seeing how happy they are and watching them grow. It feels like there's a little bit of a, a pause right now and, and we wanna get that uh, unpaused so we can resume playing. Great answer, very much looking forward to seeing your, your team back on the field. Nick Carlin Voigt, the head men's soccer coach at the University of Portland, thank you for joining the Portside Pod. Thanks so much for having me.